I go Where the fire serve cold But the wolves and the hawks never shiver in the snow The bulls keep it running, the Sox run the south The Cubs run the north, but the Bears run the house Two Chicago sports fans got their ears to the street Any team make a move and they never skip a beat And in this house, this is where we be Welcome to the show with E-Rock and Big Z Welcome, 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 welcome to Chicago. Coming from the True Chicago Sports Fan Cave, this is the TCSF Podcast with E-Rock and Big Z. Yeah. Episode 47 is brought to you by 606 Media, True Chicago Sports Fan, ACSI, and Grit Clothing Company. Don't forget to go to gritclothingco.com and get your official TCSF Podcast t-shirt. Search for keyword True Chicago. And use the promo code. Get get some get some cash off this. Mm-hmm. True fan fifteen for fifteen percent off your entire order. That's true fan fifteen. Go get your official TCSF shirt now. Go get them. As always, I'm Big Z, and I'm here with my boy, the man, the myth, the legend, Iraq. What up, E? What's good, Z? What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome in. If you're a first timer or a long timer, please remember to hit that subscribe button, that notify button, and go ahead and give us a review. You know those five stars. Hell yeah! On your listening app of choice, and don't forget you can support the show with a monthly subscription at Anchor.fm/slash True Chicago Sports Fans/slash Support. Cha-ching! And check it out. Don't forget, coming up on Sunday, June 13th, it's our one-year anniversary party. $20 includes a free drink ticket, and proceeds will benefit local charities. Uh, Join us at District 1540 North Milwaukee in Wicker Park from 6 to 11 p.m. We're going to have live DJs, DJ J Funk, Flymax, and DJ Technique, and we are presented by 606 Media, Grit Clothing Company, True Chicago Sports Fans, ACSI, Shy Native, Noor Caesar, Beer Punk, Chicago, All Net Podcast, Blaze Football, and Anchor. Come out and party with your boys. That's right. I mean, you ain't, we don't got to talk sports. Just come out, have a drink with us. That's right. You know, we're going to have some uh, uh, some raffles. We're going to have raffles. Stuff we is coming some, in. As, yeah. As, yeah, we got some stuff coming in. We got, we got some cool prizes. We got a, uh, we have a basket from our boys over at uh, the Chicago Knights. We yes. got a basket coming from Stern Pinball. That's right. Uh, we got a lot of cool stuff coming down the pipeline. So come on out. Uh, bring us some money. Like I said, proceeds are going to benefit some local charities. So come out and check us out. Z, let me also tell you a little bit about our friends over at ACSI. With over 50 expert technicians in the Chicagoland area, ACSI offers a one-stop shop for telecom wiring, whether residential cable installation, fiber to the home, or commercial structured cable wiring. Z, let me tell you the most impressive thing about ACSI. During these hard times, the ACSI crew did their thing during the COVID-19 pandemic, and ACSI was awarded HACIA's 2020 Contractor of the Year Award. The best part is that ACSI is growing bigger and better than ever. ACSI is now hiring for field sales, technicians, and project managers. Check out ACSI.tech. That's ACSI.tech, and click on Careers to apply today. Go get you a job. That's right. Don't get fired on your day off. Go out and go get you a job. What's good, Z-Man? How you been? How was your week? Uh, week was uh, pretty good until yesterday. <laughs> so I got rearranded. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. Um, Fortunately, I'm fine. You know, things are just materials. Yeah. So, you know, things will get fixed. It was just, uh, you know, the shock. I was literally just sitting at a stop sign, and I right. got rear-rendered like, at 30, 40 miles an hour. Good thing I drive a Jeep. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw it didn't look like there was uh, too much uh, damage to your vehicle, but the other one didn't look so good. No, that's uh, that's why I drive a tank, man. Womp, womp. <laughs> All right, y'all. This week, we are going to dive deeper into the Bears' schedule. We're going to talk about the Cubs' winning streak as they go for first place, and we're also going to talk about what's next for the White Sox and Tony La Russa, and always stir- as always, stirring the pot. But first... It's time for veteran TCSF reporter Big Z and the Big Three with Big Z. Thanks, E-Rock. I'm Big Z, and you're not. I am not. Now, for today's stories, NBA players getting hit with water bottles and spit on at the end of playoff games. The Knicks arrested a fan after he spit on Trey Young. Yeah. That's disgusting. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Uh, a Sixers fan gets banned from the arena and loses his season tickets after dumping popcorn on Russell Westbrook. That's not a dude you want to mess with. That Uh -uh. dude is unstable. (laughs) Philly fans continue to do these crazy things. They're they're horrible. I'm sorry. Philly fans are just 
not my type of people. Well, and then the, the other thing, too, is that it didn't stop there. You also no. had a fan in Boston who uh, was actually arrested for throwing a water bottle at Kyrie Irving. That's insane. And there, it's a possibility that he probably will. I oh, yeah. He's going to get that lifetime ban at TD Garden. Um, what the hell is going on here? Fans are, are okay, you're part of the experience. Yes, you, players want you there because they bring the, you bring that uh, that that aura into right. the building, right? You they, It just makes it better. You are not part of the spectacle. Yeah. Yeah, this is a big problem. Um, I'm I'm wondering right now if, if the fans are, yes, they like having the fans, or, or if the players like having the fans in the stands. But, I mean, are these players now thinking about, like, damn, I wish I was back in that bubble and I don't have to deal with y'all clowns. Right. Because uh, this is ridiculous. Well, this, this is the first playoffs that you had after a pandemic where no one was allowed to go to the arenas. Right. We're just now opening up. You spent half the season with no fans there, and now... You don't know how to act. Like, what is happening right now? This reminded me of the, uh, the melee in, in Detroit. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. And then, the you know, malice in the palace. Yeah, yeah. I mean, come on. We don't want it to get to that point because then the players are going to be uh, liable. But at the same time, the NBA needs to step up to security and protect the players. Absolutely, and, and like I said, this is this is getting to the point where I know that uh, some of the players said that they were going to uh, press charges. I want to say it was like Westbrook or Trey. I, yeah, one of them why said not? That. They, they said they they were not going to press charges, but I mean, it's this is ridiculous. You, you wouldn't do that in the street. No, absolutely not. Not You're, with Westbrook. You, no, tell you that right. You are a fan. Sit there, enjoy the game. You you want to interact? Cheer, you can boo. Interact with your voice. Interact by clapping or booing. Don't be out there throwing stuff. Throwing popcorn at the players, spitting—I mean, who making who racist right? remarks? Yeah, I, what the hell is going on here? Hey, fans, stay in your lane. Yeah, stay in your lane. All right, story number two: Dominican baseball player Elvis LeBron. Yeah, two uh, two what? things that I hate. Is this right, Elvis LeBron? Yeah, yeah. Oh boy, my people, <laughs> my people. Uh, he's banned for life after attacking an umpire with a bat. LeBron had just been ejected from the game for arguing balls and strikes. Obviously, you know how that goes. Mm-hmm. He ended up attacking the umpire and hitting him with his bat. Later, he returned and threw a his batter's helmet at the umpire. Let me oh, what the? Let me tell you the only time that this would be acceptable if that umpire was Joe West, because that guy sucks. <laughs> I didn't want to bring him up. Angel Hernandez sucks a lot more. No, no. Let me tell you something. So. Uh, I want to say Joe West just broke the record from having from you know most games on most game um and uh, I think it's like five thousand and I want to say someone on the radio said that's five thousand too many oh that <laughs> was hoodie like, that was hoodie yeah, that's what it was that was hoodie but I mean yeah for number one uh, don't don't hit people man like you're out there with a bat what are you doing what, what are you doing like what what do you what, do you, uh, what was it again would you do that outside in the public yeah, and if you, you are you're going to jail so what the hell's going on here with these fans I don't know. And, and 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 well, this guy, first of all, Elvis LeBron. Yeah, I mean, you already know I don't like that guy in the first place. Those those are two things. That two things, like, yeah. So two you things, know. You know. yeah, yeah. But yeah, like I said, I mean, like this this is not this is not a part of the game. You're out there with a stick. It's a, it's the same thing if a hockey player went after someone with with a hockey stick. Like, yeah, come on, man. No, you you can really uh, hurt somebody. That's ridiculous. Story number three, and this is going to be related to everybody because we have our Iron Man in football, uh-huh. Adam Vinatieri. NFL's all-time scoring leader retires after 24 seasons. He he's retiring at 48 years old. That means he's played half his life. I mean, he, I'm pretty sure he could have done a couple more years if he wanted to. Right. But at this point, why would you want to? He's a three-time Pro Bowl selection and first-team All-Pro kick uh, kicker three times. Scored mm-hmm. 2,673 points and made a record of 500. Oh, he should have played at least for one more game. <laughs> 599 field goals. For New England uh, Patriots at Indianapolis, where he played his final 14 seasons. I had no idea that he... I knew he was on Indy after New England. Right, I right. had no idea still he there. was there for so long. I knew he was still there, but I didn't realize... Four, he, he was at, at uh, Indy longer than he was with the Patriots. He right. was with the Pats for 10 years, and then another 14 with Indy. I didn't realize he was so many years with Indy. Uh, come on, you should have just won game and yeah. just kick a field goal, and then you know, go on you know your horse and ride out to the sunset. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I mean, you know, it, it's... It's pretty impressive to see a guy. I, I think that's the only guy in the league that's older than Tom Brady. So now, yeah. now Tom Brady's got that mantle. <laughs> what are you going to say about that? I mean, yeah. the guy's still good. Yeah. and, and I At think, a high level. I, I think you're right, man. I, I think he could still play. So anyway, all right, y'all. Let's take a pause for the cause, and we'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. Welcome back to the TCSF Podcast with E-Rock and Big Z. Yeah. It's time to talk about our beloved Chicago 
Bears. This is Three and Out. Yo, it's always Bears season. No yes. matter what time of day, what what season you're in, what the birds are chirping, it is <laughs> Bears season all day, every day. Now we're going to continue to break down weeks 9, 10, 11, and 12. That's right. That's right. All right. So week 9, the Bears are facing your second team. Yeah. The Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. So this is going to be a night game. They're over there. It's a Monday night game in, in Pittsburgh. Um, if we're talking about win or loss, again, that's a, that's gonna be a tight game. It's it's a tight game, but I think one of the, the main factors is, is the fact that Big Ben is getting old, mm-hmm. and I think that if we can uh, really apply pressure on him and get him in, get in there because he folds, I, he doesn't want to get hit. No, he doesn't want to get hit anymore. I want to say he's like thirty eight years old. Yeah. So get in there, knock him on his. Ass, I don't want to get hit. You know what I mean? And, and let's go. I think uh, again. I think this is one of those games where, at that point in the season. If the Bears are on a good trajectory, I think the main thing that will stop them there would be the fact that they're not at home. Steelers at home is a tough ticket. Agreed. Uh, with an established team, an established coach, and I think the Steelers take that game. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, yeah it, there's going to Pittsburgh and playing them there. Um, I, I, I like, and it's funny because I enjoy watching Pittsburgh. Yeah. I, I don't want to uh, assume they're my team because they're your team, but. I do like watching Pittsburgh. I like the way they there, operate. There, there's enough to go around, man. There's enough. To, I, I, I can we, jump we, on the wagon. We, we can share. All right, we can we jump can on share. the wagon. All right, cool. Um, yeah, I, I, you can't discount Big Ben. Again, these older quarterbacks who know all the tricks, and they've seen everything. You know, I, I think that the thing is, too, is that people forget about Pittsburgh is that they've always had a very good running game. Mm-hmm. And yep. they just drafted the kid from, I want to say, Alabama. So they're up and running. Um, James Conner is now, I want to say, with Arizona. Um, so... They do have a little bit of a turnover, but what they've done is they've rejuvenized uh, the two positions that they use the most. With their, they always have one burner on, mm-hmm. on, on uh, wide receiver, which they got uh, Chase, Chase Claypool, Claypool. Who they got from Notre Dame the year before, and he was lighting the the, uh, the world on fire last year. And now they're going to have a, a rejuvenated running running attack. So the thing is, is that that's always going to be their bread and butter. If you can stop those two things, you know, big men isn't going anywhere. Yeah, on offense, they usually do everything right. You know, if it's there, they throw it down the field. If not, they run the ball. If not, they dump it to the big tight ends that they usually have. Right. So, yeah, it's uh, for me, it's a loss. Uh, week 10. Week 10. I, I think they, this, this, is a game, this is a game they can win. I, I guarantee you the Bears will not lose in week 10 because <laughs> that's the bye week, which is actually right smack in the middle of the schedule, which is nice because usually I, I hate it when you're just like week four, bye week. And I'm like, yeah. you, you remember at Lane when you had like a like a third, wasn't it a third period lunch? Oh, that's the breakfast. Yeah, I was like, this is like this is not lunch. No, or when you had the last period like, was a six or seven. The, the, t- like, the tater tots are still frozen, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and y'all know I love tater tots, but yes, I can't you eat do. them frozen. <laughs> All right, so week 11. Now, they're home versus the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, that's going to be an interesting game because you have Lamar Jackson, and mm-hmm. he's another guy, I think, when we think about Justin Fields, we kind of compare him to uh, um, Jackson when we think about the way that he moves on the field, down the field. The way he was drafted as well. That's true too, but but what I'll say about this is that Justin Fields was still at least widely recognized within scouting circles and a lot of the NFL experts saw him as still being a good quarterback. You know, the running ability is something that you have to uh, take into account. Mm-hmm. But as far as like quarterback abilities and, and, and quarterback IQ, I want to say that Justin Fields graded higher. Um, what you saw a lot about with Lamar Jackson when he was coming out of Louisville was that people wanted to turn him into a different position, make right. him a receiver, make right. him a running back or whatever it is. You've, we've seen that in, in, in the NFL before. Um, but, you know, he seems to have developed some quarterback skills in the couple of years that he's been in the league. He's proved a lot of people wrong. So I think the hope here is that you can contain him um, and, and, and he does fold under pressure. I will say that. Yeah, and he's also playing on our field, and we know the field is not that great. So That's correct. he will be slipping and sliding. <laughs> <laughs> no, he he's got some weapons. I I forgot who the running back is. It's uh, they, the, yeah, they they had a little bit of a turnover at running back there. They had Mark Ingram. Yes. So I, I don't know exactly who's over there right now. To be honest with you, not not during this offseason. Yeah, I'm, I'm not too familiar exactly with, with with their roster, but I know they do they have players because they're in their playoffs every year, mm-hmm. and, and they're usually in the second round, but. I, I, I'm going to give us the swing on That's this a win. one because I think that, like I said, I think if they can shut down um, 
Jackson, then they have a really good shot of winning this game. And I think that that's definitely something they can do. Um, I think the secondary is going to be a big key in what happens in this game because if you he's going to scramble to find time to throw it down the field right but if your safeties and your cornerbacks can get get over there and get some good coverage then you're going to be able to stop him down enough that Khalil Mack and Roquan can get up there and do the thing agreed that's a W yep all right now our favorite favorite holiday that's right Thanksgiving baby that's right 11 30 start time against the little cats, the Motor City Kitties, the up, mo- yeah, Motor City Kitties, uh, yeah, up up in Detroit. I, I don't have to even talk about this. This is W. I, yeah, I, I'm taking a win on this game. I mean, I honestly, in this case, I really don't care who is um, at the helm under quarterback. It I wouldn't matter like at this point in the season. Is usually when the Lions no longer have any hope. Yep. So they start giving up too. Again, um, brand new quarterback for this team with Jared Goff. Brand new. Uh, Head coach, head coach who I can't remember his name. I no, but he's a head swearing case. Swearing a lot. Yeah, he's a head case. Which is which is Detroit style. I mean, that's Detroit style right there all the way. Like even their pizza is weird. So uh, I mean, well, it's a mattress with cheese, right? So, um, but yeah, I mean, I'm going to take a win on this one. So that gives us right now. I'm looking at a loss in Pittsburgh, a win at home uh, against the Ravens, and then a win up in Detroit against the Lions. Do you want to do the next game? Sure. Oh, sure. Let's just do it. What the hell? Why not? Well, we got the extra game, so let's do it. That's true. Week 12. It's a Thursday game. So they go from Sunday to Thursday, which really, I'm sorry. No, they go Thursday to Sunday. Yeah, week 13. So they they get an extra week off in between, right? Or they're going to go Thursday to Sunday. Yeah, they don't don't play after four days. No, 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 no. So they get the the 10 day Right, right, right. That's where we're getting mixed up. Yeah. All right. So they play at noon versus the Cardinals. Now, that's going to be a tough game. That's another quarterback who's super mobile. So this is this is a very interesting team when you look at the whole makeup of the team. Like I said, um, you you have uh, old man Fitzgerald. Well, Fitzgerald is gone. Fitzgerald is he, is he retired agent right now? Yeah. Oh, he's but a don't forget. Agent. Wow. Yeah, because I, I think they didn't. I don't think they resigned him. Okay. Um, but you have the little dude uh, under under center there. You also have JJ Watt just went over there. Um, yeah, the you have, receiver you have Hopkins over yes. there. So you have some very good players on this team. Um, and they have their, their running back too, right? From from the Texans too. Th- that's right. So, yeah, no, they traded uh, up. They they t- they traded uh, David, David Johnson. David Johnson that way, and they got that's Hopkins. What, yeah, oh, okay. that's, that's how they work. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, uh, this is a, th- and this is at Soldier Field. Um, it's a noon game, so they're going to be a little bit earlier than the norm. Uh, they're used to playing because they're you know from Arizona. So uh, I don't know. It, it, this is a hard game to predict. I really think it depends on the momentum swing where you're sitting right there. I think that they can win this game. Mm-hmm. Um, will they win the game? I don't know. I, I'm going to put that as a W, man. I, I, I got faith in them. I, I don't think uh, Kyler Murray is going to be able to scramble and run around all crazy. I think, and if, he I gets, think if he gets hit. I, I think if you have proper preparation, considering the fact that you have 10 days to prepare for this game and right. you're playing at home, you mm-hmm. should be able to win this game. Mm-hmm. Do I have confidence that they'll do that? I don't know. I mean, at this point, we still don't. I mean, obviously, we don't know what, what quarterback's going to start right. at any point. But so I, I still think that's a winnable game. So that's I, I one, two. It's a winnable game. That's that's a three and one week, uh, four games, three, yeah. three and one. I like that. I mean, here, here's the thing. The one thing that we really have to pay attention to is the fact that this, the starting quarterback position is still not decided. Right. Um, but it looks like Justin Fields is going to have the chance to earn the Bears' uh, starting quarterback job in, in uh, training camp because, according to ESPN's Jeremy Fowler, Fields would be given the chance to earn the starting quarterback job if he has an impressive training camp. Well, we've been saying that. That's And that's... It, it, we've been saying a little bit of both, just to kind of decide what. Yeah, we do we there. would like if, him to sit shows, down, but if he's heads and shoulders above everybody right. else, then yeah, you got to start the kid. So Fowler was on TV. He was on Get Up last week, and via Bleacher Report, here's what he had to say: This offseason, the Bears addressed their situation and said, "Look, we've been an eight and eight team. We just need to upgrade a quarterback that can get us closer to ten wins." And they felt that Andy Dalton did that. They said, "Hey, we can get 10, uh, 10 games with this guy. He's, he's a slight upgrade at the position." But then they had a chance at Justin Fields, crazy athlete, great ability. And they said, okay, this is the long-term play. Now, if Fields is undeniable over the next three to four months in training camp, they're not just going to sit him for a fun or prosperity just to play the veteran. So they're going to give him the best chance, and they're okay with sitting Fields if Dalton has a good grasp on the job and they feel like they can win with him. So they believe they're going to be better regardless. It just depends on whether Fields is ready for week one. Again, as big as, and then, you know, I think. Uh, oh, it's funny that <laughs> that this is on there, but I was literally thinking about the same thing. Uh-huh. 
Jay Cutler was on Why Don't Sylvie last week. Right. And I love when Jay Cutler joins that show. Well, it's because, you know, he used to come on the show with them every week, and, and he has a really good rapport with those two guys, so it's really fun to hear them banter. Oh, because he rips on Sylvie. Yeah, I love I, it. Well, I love so, it. So does everyone. <laughs> Small hands. <laughs> <laughs> so Jay Cutler uh, pretty much was saying that Fields should not start right away. Or should. Oh, no, no. Should no, not no, start he, right away. No, yeah. because... You know, I, I think when we're saying should or should not, I mean, we're predicating that on the fact that we think that Andy Dalton should be good enough for the job and we just want to see fields develop. I think the main concern that not not only Bears fans, but Bears players, Bears management, mm-hmm. Bears coaching, what we heard from Matt Nagy before is that they don't want to throw him out there before he's quote unquote ready. Yeah. Now, what is what makes him ready? If he goes out there and he shows that because because you can do whatever you want in training camp and in your it's different speed when you're playing right. an, action, an opponent in the Pre- NFL in yeah. preseason yeah. Is, is is all that you know what I mean? So I mean, it, I think the biggest question is do you, do we think that he can immediately make that jump because we know that there's things that he has to work on. You know, he he was. Uh, he he wasn't that great at some of the decision making that he had in the uh, Big Ten championship game. So you know when we look at the whole picture, you know is he ready for the NFL? I think he is. It's just is he ready to go out there and win big time games and not have his confidence crushed? I don't think that that's something that you have to worry about with him. But we just don't want to make sure that he gets thrown through the wolves and then he can't recover when we have to kind of juggle bringing him back out. Yeah, you know, again, it's just like when you're cooking. You, you don't want to take out the meal a little too early. Let, let it let it marinate. Right. You know, let, let it get the flavor in there, right? So while we're talking about food, the funny yeah. thing is is that when you, you mentioned uh, Jay Cutler, the thing that comes to my mind is that he actually has now a meat subscription oh box. Oh, boy. We have the meat. So Jay Cutler and um, I guess a renowned chef butcher guy, Pat LaFrida, launched a subscription box for meat called Cuts. Um, they brought Jay Cutler's lifelong dream of owning his own butcher shop and, and they deliver it right to your door. So I know that they do have uh, two different boxes. One is Jay's box and one is Pat Guy's box. And okay. Like, so one, I think Jay says, mine has pork in it, his doesn't, and this is our favorite cut of meat and we know exactly where the meat comes from. There's never right, frozen, right, stuff like right. that. So, hey man, good pitch. Uh, probably a little bit too rich for my blood. I'm still going to Jewel and Food for Less to, to go get my pork chops oh, yeah. and my arachada and all that good stuff. But, Hey, man, it, it's cool. Look, he's out of the NFL. He's separated from his wife. Yeah, they're uh, going through that uh, divorce, and a pretty nasty divorce. So he's, so what did he do? He was like, hey, let's go play with my meat. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jay Cutler, you've got the meats. We have the meats. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsor. What's up, Chicago? This is Enrique Calderon coming at you. Wanted to congratulate my boy Jose Big C Zalzo and his homie E-Rock from True Chicago Sports Fans Podcast on their one-year anniversary. Y te lo dice Enrique Calderon. We all know that 2020 was no joke. And with an ever-changing world climate, many people are looking for a new opportunity. Guys, are you looking for a career that rewards effort and makes you feel valued as a team member? Let me tell you a little about our friends at ACSI. ACSI is a certified RCN business agent. They provide the same RCN services with a personalized touch. Their sales and technician teams work hand-in-hand, ensuring your experience will be smooth and pleasant. Gone are the days of being transferred from one person to the next. At ACSI, they handle everything from start to finish. It's never been so easy to get internet service. ACSI is a growing Chicagoland company that encourages personal growth and rewards perseverance. As they expand, they're looking for passionate, responsible, and honest professionals to join their team. A career with ACSI means you'll be part of a hardworking, flexible, and dynamic team that is a leader in the installation of cable and internet services in the Chicagoland area. Best of all, ACSI was awarded HACIA's 2020 Contractor of the Year Award. Are you ready to grow with a local Chicago company on the rise? Check out acsi.tech and click on careers to get started. That's acsi.tech and click on careers. Welcome back to the True Chicago Sports Fan Podcast with E-Rock and Big Z. Yeah. Time to touch bases with our baseball teams. This is three up and three down. I think I'll perplex him with my slow ball. One, two, three strikes, you're out. 
Yo, E, what's going on with these cubbies, man? They've been playing really good. Senor Ednel Javier Baez. Oh. Yeah, I'm calling him by his full name because you put some respect <laughs> on that name. <laughs> El Mago had one of the most incredible and improbable plays of all time. Check this out. Okay, look at that. Baez hits it on the ground to third, Gonzalez. Uh, yeah, he's out at first. Wait. What is this guy doing? Wait, what's so happening? Good. What is this and guy doing? Okay, and now you're in a pickle, and now he's oh slide. And oh, hey, no one's at first. No one's at first. Oh, throw it away. No, no one's on second. Oh, there he goes. And it's like, oh, wait, wait a second. Come on. Look, is that, is that magic or what, brother? Even if it's stupid by the pirates, it's still pretty magical. First of all. The man knows what to do to disrupt a game. <laughs> yes. All right, so let's just put it there. He, he, yeah. There's, there's no ifs and buts about it. This man can disrupt a game on defense and on offense. Right. But this is a stupid, <laughs> stupid play. Yeah. By the Pirates. Yeah. I mean, I know you're, you're like, I was gonna say something. <laughs> you're, you're the, um, hmm, how do I phrase this? So the star on the backside uh-huh. of people. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, know, the, the black star. Yeah. There you go. So the, here's the funny thing is, is that <laughs> we right. Well, the funny thing is, is that we've actually been in in our softball. We've been teaching a pickle like how to figure out, and we're watching it. I'm showing at, uh, I'm showing my my daughter. I'm like, yeah. hey, look, look, there it is, the pickle, pickle. It is like this is this is a whole barrel full of pickles. How? Do, hey, just tag first, bro. Just step on <laughs> first. first. That's all you have the to runner, do. That's an out. The, it doesn't matter if the runner scores. If the right. if the base runner, the hitter, doesn't touch first uh-huh. and be safe, and it's safe, the run does not count. That's baseball 101. <laughs> Jesus, what the hell are you doing, Pittsburgh? I love it. I love it. I mean, look, I, I, I'm sorry for, for uh, Pirates fans, but uh, this is enjoyable to me. Oh, no, it's... Come on, he made national news of <laughs> embarrassing. One man embarrassed the entire team right. and the city. It's almost like uh, we're talking about Tony La Russa. Uh, no, no, no. Oh, wow. No, no, no. All right. No embarrassment today. <laughs> Please. All right, number two, David Bodie is out with a separated shoulder after a slide in the second. Oh, man. It was pretty gross. I don't want to see it again. Uh, Bodie's MRI revealed that he had no fractures and no uh, unusually serious damage, so he should be okay. He'll be out for a while, but he should be okay, which is a good thing because we know that uh, he's your, actually been a pretty important player. Under, yeah, you know, behind it's the a good scenes. hitter, good de- good third baseman, good defensive. He can play first as well. He can play yeah. the outfield. Yes, uh, one, another one of those versatile guys for you for you. Um, and it's it's an important cog for you because you have a lot of injuries as well. well. It, it, him and um, Ian Happ in particular have right. been kind of the two guys that have been very versatile aside from Chris Bryant, which, which we've seen. Um, the good thing is is that, you know, we did, like we talking about injuries, uh, we did have uh, Ian Happ out for a while, and we also had um, uh, Jock Peterson was out. But yeah. since they came back from injury, they've actually been very good. So I don't know if it's just that break that they needed or – What's going on? I think one thing I did hear about Jock Peterson is that he was really trying to match what he was doing in the Dodgers. Uh, in the, uh, no, 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 in the in the spring training because he oh. was on fire in spring training. Yeah. He didn't come out on fire right away, so he started pressuring, he started pushing, and that's when you kind of you open up your swing. He becomes a big swing instead right. of just and trying to make contact because you get into your own head. Yep. So since he's been back and since since Ian Happ has been have been back, they've also been uh, they've both been very good. Um, unfortunately, Trevor Williams is out indefinitely after an emergency appendectomy. Ouch. And but the the kind of good thing I guess here is. You know, we don't have to see <laughs> Trevor Williams in the, in the, uh, in the rotation no. right away because it looks like bullpen superstar Keegan Thompson is going to step in it, for a spot start. Isn't he on SNL? He does that too now? No, he does not. Thank you very much. That's Keenan. <laughs> and uh, no, this is the 26-year-old who made his first career start in the second game of a doubleheader against the Dodgers back on May 4th, and he tossed three and two-thirds scoreless innings. Thompson has not yet surrendered an earned run in his young career with 15 scoreless innings over his first nine appearances. He's actually done a tremendous job of keeping the ball on the ground so far. He has a 58.3% ground ball rate, and that's something that you didn't actually see out of him in the minors, so it's a nice surprise. Yeah, that's really good. I mean, again, your your rotation and your bullpen, well, your bullpen's been one of the best in MLB yes. uh, in the past month, but the rotation is a bunch of soft tossers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah, it's, it's all it's all trickery. Yeah. Yeah. So it's all sorcery. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so like, how long can that last? 
this is um, th- this is the thing that's really kind of driving me r- nuts right now. So after all this has been going on, you know, the Cubs actually went on a seven-game winning streak. They lost that the the last game uh, mm-hmm. basically May because now it's May thirty-first, so we're going into June. Um, but they lost that last game against the Reds that broke that seven-game winning streak, and now this ver- launched them into a virtual tie with the Cards for first. Uh, they are twenty-nine and twenty-three. They're six games above above five hundred. Surprising. They've only got surprising, one surprising. Less win than the Cardinals, so they're actually the same number of losses. So that's a virtual tie right there. Um, and this is the thing that's driving me nuts right now. Oh boy! Oh boy! The Cubs head into June going against the San Diego Padres, yep. which leads me to beg the question again, mm-hmm. why did you trade you Darvish? I told you. That's an off-season white flag trade, and if you have them now, you're well into first place. Oh, We're yeah. not worrying about the stupid Cardinals, nope. even though I will say thank you to the White Sox for doing your job and, and you're knocking welcome. them out. You're welcome. Them up. It's one of three. But what is going on right now? Because I can't figure out, is this a white flag? Is this just trying to get by with a little help from your friends like what is going on here we talked about this at the beginning of the baseball season in the preseason we right. talked about this right we got the white flag trade saying oh well darvish we don't have money we want to open up some money and we're getting a bunch of 16 17 18 year old kids that you don't know what it is but what they're looking at is like well the white Sox traded Tatis when he was 18 right, right. we might get a good player like that it's just you know it's you're playing the lottery ticket there but they've traded, and they're like, okay, we're just going to be mediocre. They, we don't think we're going to win, and look at them they now. Stop. They stopped. They, it, it was a white flag. You you gave away Darvish. Right, for nothing. For nothing right now. And presently, you should, you, again, you're, and we talked about before, if they had Darvish, they would have been already five games above five. Mm-hmm. So now that they're six games above five, you got to go in and face. And, I mean, and the nice thing is that San Diego's coming to Chicago, so – you know, we're watching the, the first game right now, and mm-hmm. uh, I don't see anything on the Chicago Cubs teams that tells me they can't compete with anybody. I think they can compete. Will they get past Atlanta? Can they get past Atlanta? Can they get past the Dodgers? Can they get past San Diego and I, a wild card? I think the the main thing the, the the main thing and the shame of it all right now is I think what they're going to need is another starting pitcher. They do um, need unless yep. unless Keegan Thompson just you know actually takes that job away from Trevor Williams and shows out because what we've seen of him so far he's only twenty six he's a young guy mm-hmm. what we've seen him of him so far is that he doesn't really let the pressure get to him and he well, actually well then flip flop the guys well. just flip flop the guys yeah yeah put the guy in the bullpen so what we'll, we'll see we'll see it depends I think it really depends Keegan Thompson what when what he does in his next start that he's going to get. Um, as he slides into the rotation, mm-hmm. uh, alive has been very good. Yes, Adler. he's been I really mean, good. Like, he's a guy that you know, hard name to say, but very good, very good pitcher. <laughs> as long um, as you can pitch, man. And and I think he's one of the reasons why they they felt comfortable to let a guy like John Lester walk away because they finally want to give this guy a chance. You knew that you were going to bring in Arietta. Um, you, you know that you have um, what's his face, Hendricks. Hendricks. Thank you. Yeah, the, uh, the non-confed. Yeah. Right. <laughs> we know well, baseball. We know baseball. Yeah. I mean, so that's the thing is that I think Keegan Thompson can be like this dude that kind of comes out of nowhere. They could definitely do something. I, I think, again, the Cubs, I don't think the pitching staff is going to be sustainable to go for a long run. Well, and that's what I'm saying is that they do. I think they're one one starter away. I think if they can get one of these guys you know, I, I think the idea is to try to get a younger player because the, the Cubs traditionally will get another player at the trade deadline. If, who are you if, trading? Who are you I trading? Mean, who knows? I mean, who knows? You know well, what I mean? Well, like, that, and I'll get to that in my uh, my little point it, later it's, on. It's not going to be – if they're still playing well, it's not going to be KB. Why wouldn't you flip him? I, I, and I get that. But if you're in first place, why would you give away one of your best players? If you're in first place. But if you're in first place, you make it to the playoffs automatic. If, if you think your Cubs can take the World Series, and again, we've talked about it. Any team can get hot in the playoffs. Chip in a chair. Right, right. But it, it you're going to walk away with nothing. And we've seen that from the Bulls organization. And, Let and the players walk and not get nothing. You, as a first-place team, you do not sell, period. You've point already point. said, I'm putting the white if flag. If you're in first place, mm-hmm. that team that's on the field is in first place, not the players you already traded. If you're in first place, uh-huh. you don't trade away one of your best players, period. There's that. That defeats the whole purpose because you're trying. If you're trading away uh-huh. one of your best players and your goal is to get to first place, you're already in first place. 
That makes no sense. That's like saying, I want a beer in an hour, so take this beer now. I'm like, no, I already have the beer. I'm going to want it in an hour, too. Why would I give away my last beer? I already got the damn beer. You understand what I'm saying? I do understand what you're saying, but we still have 60 days until the trade deadline. And you guys can be 10 games out or 10 games over, so we don't know yet. Right. But what I'm saying is if you are in first place, when the trade deadline comes, you do not trade your best player. But as I'm saying... Okay, we, no let, let's say we don't. You know, not trade KB. What are you trading to get a good pitcher that's going to push you over the thing? I mean, that, what, what do you have to you trade? Got, you got to look at the the, the package. You don't. You I don't, don't have prospects. I, and there's a couple of guys in there. Just I, I, honestly, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I know right. like all the prospects on the Chicago Cubs. But I mean, like just like anything else, if you can go ahead and pry a good player, you're going to your job's to win the championship all year. So if you are telling me that in first place, when you're you can secure a playoff spot. You have to do that, and then you see what happens in the playoffs. No, because I agree that is with that. Your job, I agree with that. I just don't think you have the assets to get yourself a, a, a viable starting pitcher. It, that's fine, but if you're in first place, you cannot give up on your best player. Period. All right, all right, man. What's going on on the so site? White Sox, White Sox, go go White Sox. Let's go 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 White Sox. Southside, Mr. Jose Abreu right. is batting 365, slashing 437, 703. This man is a beast. He's got five doubles, one triple. Yes, this man's got a triple. Uh-huh. Six homers, 26 RBIs, 15 runs scored over his last 21 games. Wow. MVP, though, is back in form for another MVP caliber season. Now, he doesn't lead the league in, may- in uh, home runs just like you know, all these young kids like Vlad Guerrero and mm. uh, Otani and all these guys. But he's definitely putting the, the team on his back in the absence of Lou Bob and Eloy. So the thing is, is that I, my biggest question going into this season was, is MVP mm-hmm. going to be able to sustain what he did last season and bring some of that to this season? And it seems like so far he's been able to, and yeah. he's had to because he's the typical Cuban when, when the weather breaks, right. his back is back is back. Right. Yeah, yeah. right. So I mean, but he's absolutely had to because of the fact that you're really relying on a, a young guy in your mean yeah. and the rest. Yeah, and the rest of the cast. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because well, I mean, I, I, how you know we were looking for a lot out of Tim Anderson. We're looking for a lot out of Mancada. Mankata's actually t- turned it up in the last 10 days. Except for at his birthday when he, he had an offer on his birthday. He's, I don't think he has a hit on his birthday in the major leagues. Right. <laughs> but yeah, I, well, yeah, it happens. But, but that, that's, that's the biggest key is that you know that your outfield sluggers are not slugging. because we, we, ha- right we don't now. have any outfield sluggers. And that, the, because they're on, they're on, they're on DL. They're on IL right now. <laughs> oh, yeah, IL. So, I mean, you're really relying on your other stars to get it done. And, I mean, they've been scoring a lot of runs, man. Yeah, they have. Speaking of the IL. Uh-oh. Mr. Kopech goes on an I.O. with a hamstring strain. Uh-huh. Something is going on on the south side of Chicago with hamstring strains. You got Kopech now, Adam Eaton. Well, he's battling that. He's not on I.O., but he's mm-hmm. still battling a bad hamstring. Um, Adam, Adam Engel, who's on an uh, uh, assignment to yeah. uh, come back up. Also, since the beginning of the year, it's a hamstring. And Abreu is playing through a bad ankle right now. He's, uh, he's literally on one wheel. Yeah, I mean, you but he's not going to come out of the game. No, you, and you, you seen him crash. Well, that's because you, you, yeah. Well, that, that yeah, that's on, on him. You yeah. big dummy. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, like, you know, at first you can kind of play through an injury like that. You know what I mean? Like, unless somebody's going to come and crush your ankle when they're when they're running down your yeah, space line. Right. I mean, but yeah, I mean, hamstring strain is usually because you're not either properly hydrated and not stretching properly. Point blank. I mean, you know, I don't know if that's cockiness or what. But I mean, that's that's all it really comes down to. Go get a banana and some potato chips, and come out here and do your thing. What's going on? I mean, I agree with you. Uh, especially what bothers me is when young guys have it. That right. means you're not taking care of your body. Right. When old guys like Adam Ang- uh, Adam Ian, I get it. He's in his thirties. <laughs> you know, he runs a lot. Yeah, I get it. It, it tightens up. I get out of bed sometimes, and my back is just you know just shot, yeah, or yeah. my my hamstrings are, are in a ball, but. I get that, but as a young guy, no excuse. I mean, I, look, I, I put ibuprofen in my Cheerios. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right, the White Sox made news, made national news with the unveiling of the new city edition of their uniforms. Yeah, I am loving it. What about you? Uh, it looks like Easy E designed a baseball jersey, I, and it's cool. I'm down with it. They're, they're cool. They're cool. I can't. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not. I'm not running. I'm buying one. I still like the old school socks. Do just as socks with the white and the red. 
um, the whatever. 80, right, the eighty style. Yeah, the softball jersey. Yeah, right, yeah. right. Just because I mean, I, I like the the Cubs softball jersey too. The pullover that, yes. that Rhino wears. Those well, are cool. Yeah, some kids were uh, they were showing them off. That's yeah. in Chicago and had the little the little bear. I like that one too. Yeah, that's a cool one. Uh, yeah, the jersey sold out in, within hours, and another batch will be available on June fifth and June sixth. Yeah, and we'll I think see. they have uh, another kind of in unveiling at Navy. They have a. Our boys gonna be uh, DJing. Oh, okay, Jay Funk. Yeah, Jay Funk's gonna be DJing that event at Navy Pier. I think that's the fifth or the sixth. Check your uh, webs. Check the website because I'm not too sure about. But I know he will be DJing. You know, we're talking about jerseys. Is, is one thing that I, that I came across this week, and I'm very very disappointed that I'm not gonna be able to get my hands on one. But um, on the OK Player shops, now if you know OK Player, that's basically the Roots and and their label. Um, on their their website, they had a baseball jersey. That was designed after Midnight Marauders in Tribal Call Quest. Okay. So it had actually said Marauders across the chest. It was that same pullover right. style jersey. I think it had like ninety four in the back, and it had the red, green, and uh, and black stripes on the on the sleeve. And I was like, this is the dopest thing I've ever seen in my life. I gotta go get one. So Check the website. Website. The only size that got left is small. And I'm like, this is sad. I just found out about this, and it's already mm. gone. So I mean. I don't know, man. It, uh, I'll tell you what, though. If I do go to a Sox game, I'm going to try to get one of them jerseys. That, yeah, definitely. All right, so this is something. That I, know, I know we're doing three up and three down, but I got a little extra little rant today. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, and it's funny. It's based on uh, embarrassment. Didn't didn't you just tell me that we weren't talking about him today? Well, it's mostly on Loretta. Uh, so Loretta's Lounge, which is in the 100 section of the stadium, is dedicated to Loretta McKill or Marcel. I, I can. I'm bad with names. Sorry. <laughs> uh, this was during the 2005 World Series um, to commemorate her 60th year of working with the team. Wow. So not only did she work for the team for 60 years, her daughter worked and her granddaughter worked for the for organization as well. On Wednesday, many fans learned that it was renamed La Embarrassment Lounge <laughs> <laughs> uh, for the Hall of Fame manager La Embarrassment, uh-huh. and uh, the team did not inform the family. I said Micelle, Micelle. Micelle, Micelle. Sure. All right. So fans were an uproar because yeah, I, I met the I met the, the lady before she passed. Yeah, yeah. Like I made it a point when um, I became a season ticket holder and they, they, they put that aside. I was like, I need to meet this lady. Right. And I took a picture and I cannot find it for the, it's probably somewhere in the old laptop, but that's not cool, man. No, I mean, what, what, first of all, Larusa doesn't need this. Not not only does he not need it, but what is the purpose of this? Are you just trying to like alienate your fans? Are you trying to piss people off? Because I mean, he's done a pretty good job of doing that already before yeah. this this was announced or this came out. So I don't know what is going on with these White Sox. Uh, I, I don't know who, who's who's doing this. Reinsdorf, like, is there a PR crew like that's doing there is this? a PR understand. crew and they're pretty good about doing their stuff, the uh, the, the other stuff. But you should not. Alienate your fans by doing that, right? Everybody who's a White Sox, diehard White Sox fan, understands who this lady is, what she means to your organization, and you're going to alienate them. And first of all, you didn't even inform, and you don't have to, but you no. named the section after the lady, right? To to honor her family, honor her name, and, and honor the, what she did to you know what she meant to the organization, and I mean just to basically crap on her. And and they took the sign. And didn't give it to the family. They threw it in the garbage. That's that's ridiculous. And then when the family said, "Hey, can we get the sign?" They're like, "Oh, we already disposed of it." That doesn't make any sense. Makes no sense. I mean, it, so fans are in uproar with this because this is BS. This is, I mean, this, this is, is tip- BS. This is typical Reinsdorf. I this mean, is, I feel like I feel like he does a really good job of finding a way to alienate teams, and I don't understand why. I don't understand it. Yeah, whether it's the uh, uh, the blind uh, of hiring of, of people that yeah. keep the yes. loyalty of and keeping guys that who are not qualified that just. Dude, step aside, yeah, and let someone else handle it. Again, the Sox are now, um, you know, with all the uproar, now promised to print a replica sign for her family, but it won't be going up in the ballpark. First of all, you can make a replica all you want, but it's not the original, so exactly. that wasn't the one that was put up. You know, you know, it's it's a copy like anything else. And number two, this shouldn't be done in the first place, so no. they should reverse action, put up the damn sign, yes, um, and and just make it right because what. The, the the manager of the team is already an alienating figure. He's already got a Hall of Fame. He doesn't need any accolades on my building. Well, you, I'm you, sorry. You know what I'm saying? He doesn't like, need anything on my building. You, you've already seen him so far this year alienate players. Yep. Fans. Yep. Media. Yep. So what do you are you just trying to piss people off more so that when you do fire him, that 
you know, no one's upset about it. I, I just don't. I, this this is just a weird move. I do not understand this, man. Mm-mm. All right, so I got a little nugget here for you, and I, oh, I, no. it's, I I like to I like to graze your blood pressure. All right, so here is my proposal. No. <laughs> Next question. It is late July, right before the trade deadline. Chris Bryant to the Sox. I I mean I I said no. <laughs> Oh, you! I said no. Oh, you stay with no. I don't care if your your hand is already in the cookie jar. You still can't have the cookie. But I touched it. No, you, I don't care. I licked it. Hell, I'll I, I'll lick you twice. I don't care. No. So this is why it makes sense to rent Bryant for the White Sox for the playoff push. Mm. Um, and here's two. When I went, I, I went did some research. I saw here's some comps. Okay. Machado went to the Dodgers for Cuban outfielder Yusnelli or Yusnel Diaz, a right-handed pitcher. Dean Kramer and Zach Pop, a third baseman Ryan Brannon, and infielder Bravik Valeria, a bunch of nobodies, right? <laughs> okay. And they rented Machado for you know for their playoff push against the, you know obviously they lost, right? So they got nothing, pretty much. They got a bunch of players, no names for Machado for a rental for for uh, as far as for, we know right for now, three months. What one, two, three, four, five, five players, five players for one. One of them is an MLB. On the roster, the rest are still in the minor leagues. Castellanos was traded to the Chicago Cubs along with cash considerations. The Tigers received right-handed pitching prospects Paul Rickan and Alex Lang in the return. Okay. So what I'm saying is it's time for the Sox to make a push for the title this year by renting Bryant. We don't have any outfielders. No, that is true. We have a makeshift yeah. outfield. Yeah. You know, uh, we have a first baseman playing left field. We have... Mm-hmm. Um, Who's an Aluri? Oh, who's an who's an infielder, an outfielder, but he's you know he's he's not a guy you want out there. 108, uh, 162 games, and then in right field we have injuries with Ad, both Adams. You're right. So you have uh, Billy Hamilton, who's actually been hitting okay, but again he's not the answer. He's not the answer, but he is also he is a major league baseball veteran. Yes. So he knows what he's doing, um, and he's fast as hell. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm always afraid that like a strong breeze is gonna take him and just oh, yeah. float him way into the lake. Also, he needs to get a helmet that fits. The, or, well, I mean, I think that's the hair. I think his hair weighs more than the rest of his body, <laughs> and that he can't control that at this point. Yeah. So what I'm saying is, we'll make the trade. We'll give you three to four prospects. So three of them pitchers. All right, so now we're talking about prospects, and like I said, I couldn't sit here and tell you that I know prospects for the for the Chicago Cubs, but you know, it sounds like you did your research here. I so, did. Yeah. So, what are the prospects that you'd be willing to give up for Chris Bryant? Well, you'd be looking for pitching, so you're not going to get Tatis from us. Uh, what? Yeah, little baby Tatis. Nope, not what? for you. No. Um, I was thinking Jonathan Stever. He's actually almost MLB ready. Mm-hmm. Um, you have a couple other pitchers on there. It just depends on a tier. Like, how young do you guys want to go? Do you want for next year or four or five years from now, which is what the U Darvish trade was? But the last time we got a pitcher from you guys, he was kind of disappointing. Hey, not my fault. Y'all messed him up. We, we, whoa, <laughs> he pitched great for us. You talking about Quintana? Yeah, we just didn't score runs for him. He he was okay. He I was mean, a seven eight inning. I I think even even at when he came to the Cubs, I think what happened is is that the the White Sox had already sold off Chris Sale. Oh yeah, and at the time, he was their best pitcher, their best starting pitcher. So we got him, and everyone's like, oh my god. And and the thing is is like it's not like Dylan Cease. Eloy has had his interesting moments. He's, right. he's definitely shown that he can swing a bat. But let's not sit here and pretend like Eloy is like some giant superstar. No, or something not at like all. That. No, and neither is Dylan Cease. So no. I mean. You know, even at the time, you know, what is Eloy going to end up being? Maybe what the fifth best player on the team? Uh, yeah, I'm fine with that. I mean, you know what I mean. And that's what I'm saying is that. Yeah. So you got a you got an inning eater, and we got some prospects right. that we still don't know what are going to pan out. So you, you you're the fifth best player on your team for the second best pitcher on our team for what three four years? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a fair trade. It was a fair I'm trade. Sorry, it was a fair, fair trade. trade. Whoever wants to hate on Q, mainly the the, the thing is, is that Cubs fans will hate on Q because he was a White Sox. That's, I think white, that's what it is. Sock. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, hey. No, I would say uh, Jonathan Stever, maybe throw in um, another good pitcher would be Jerry Kelly. Okay. Um, and then after that, we'll probably give you some low lower level guys. Low. 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 Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, again, we're renting him. And you're getting assets back just for renting. So, 
What I will say. <laughs> oh, boy. Is no. Um, so, no, listen. I still, I like the idea of trading Bryant for prospects and then trying to re-sign him in right. the future. I like, I really like that idea that we were talking about last week, the same way that the Yankees did with Roldis Chapman when they still, when they traded him to the mm-hmm. Cubs for that 2016. Yep. If you can pull that off. Well, I mean, let's be honest. Um, there's going to be like at least 10 teams calling the Cubs for Chris Bryant. Right, right. Well, and, and also you have to... It just it's just weird. I don't know. I'm trying to think where he could go to actually like give someone a, a huge push because I think right now we're still looking at a few teams trying to decide who's going to be really good. The Padres have a great record right now. I want to say the Rays have a great record right mm-hmm. now. The Rays are not traditionally a team that's going to go after you know that that guy who's going to be a free agent after you know they they don't go after rental players. They give no. out rental players. Exactly that's what they do. So yeah. I mean. Are they going to sit there and spend the money and the assets to try to get a guy like that? You know, who knows? I mean, I, I don't see that as a likely thing. I'm I'm worried for his sake that he's going to end up on some team that's going to be too stacked and he'll just kind of be like an extra piece. You yeah, know what I mean? Like that's kind of. I I don't think so. He's an MVP caliber player this year, so oh, he's got he's got to be play. Oh, is he? Yeah, look at yeah, his numbers. He's a good player. That's he what is. I keep trying to tell your ass. <laughs> Chris Bryant's a good player. All I'm saying is that there's those trades, and and the thing is that Chicago fans overvalue their players where they want to keep them forever because of the nostalgia across all the teams. I I don't I don't disagree with that, but I think a lot of times that the the silly thing we've gone over this a few times is when you talk about Cubs versus White Sox. I think a lot of fans get mixed up in that way too much. I don't think it's that important. It's not that and, important unless they play each other in the World Series. It doesn't matter. Right. right. And and. Cubs fans and Sox fans, don't come after me, okay? We both know that I'm a Cubs fan and Z is a Sox fan. Right. But we're also baseball fans. We're baseball fans. We're paying attention to the teams. So it's not just meathead talk here. No, it's not. We got to think about it practically. Dude, J.D. Martinez went for two prospects from Detroit to uh, Arizona. And look what he's doing now. I'm telling KB's you, KB's a beast. KB, KB is healthy. That it's he is a beast, but he has to be healthy, and it's the first time he's been healthy in a long, long time. Can you imagine if the Cubs would have kept Castellanos and you Darvish right now? Where would you be right now? Yeah, yeah. I mean, but you still have to pay those guys. <laughs> Agreed. And that, and that, and that, look, we we talked about this a lot last year. Are were the Cubs crying poor or were they really poor? I mean, I'm wondering if they. We don't know the books, and that's why I, I I will keep coming back to that because unless you prove to me that you definitely had enough money to to keep all these guys, because you do have to pay them. Like, yes, there's no cap, but you have to pay them, and if mm-hmm. they, eventually you're going to default on your bills. If, you know what I mean? Like if you don't have the revenue. So now that you got revenue, uh, fans back in the stands. I mean, we're, we got the Cubs game on now, and it looks pretty full. So it, yeah, it, it's, it's pretty, supposed to be quote unquote sixty percent, but you there's know, more. There's more. There's, there's, there's more. more. Come on, there, there was more. At, at yesterday's Sox game, there was more, way more than sixty percent. Right. So I mean, you know, it's it's a tricky it's a tricky spot to be in. But this is what I'll say final about KB to mm-hmm. White Sox. No man, no, I don't want to. No, I'm just playing. Look, it, <laughs> like I said, it, if, if it gets him a ring, if if it, I don't care about that, I, I honestly like. I, I promise you that if KB goes to the White Sox and mm-hmm. gets a ring with them, he's going to be tainted for a bunch of Cubs fans. That's just how how. Well, that's how we both think. Yeah, yeah. You, you know what I mean. Both sides of town so think it's, that way. It's, it's it's what it is. But I mean, look, if they can find a way to trade him again, not being in first place, not being a serious contender to really make some noise, mm-hmm. um, if you can trade him and then try to bring him back, a hundred percent, that's what you do. I'm just not confident in their ability to bring him back. All right. All right, we'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. I think I'll perplex him with my slow ball. One, two, three, strike, you're out. Hey, true Chicago sports fans, show off your Chicago pride with some fresh clothes from Grit Clothing Company. Grit Clothing Company. At Grit Clothing, they create that simple yet classic style that represents that Chicago Southside lifestyle. From t-shirts to hoodies, hats to glassware, they've got you covered. Grit has everything you need to represent your Chicago pride. So do it right now. Check out GritClothingCo.com and use the promo code TrueFan15. TrueFan15. 
soon for 15, 15, 15, 15, 15, 15, 15% off your entire order. Let me say it again. That's gritclothingco.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15 for 15% off of your entire order. We all know that 2020 was no joke. And with an ever-changing world climate, many people are looking for a new opportunity. Guys, are you looking for a career that rewards effort and makes you feel valued as a team member? Let me tell you a little about our friends at ACSI. ACSI is a certified RCN business agent. They provide the same RCN services with a personalized touch. Their sales and technician teams work hand-in-hand, ensuring your experience will be smooth and pleasant. Gone are the days of being transferred from one person to the next. At ACSI, they handle everything from start to finish. It's never been so easy to get internet service. ACSI is a growing Chicagoland company that encourages personal growth and rewards perseverance. As they expand, they're looking for passionate, responsible, and honest professionals to join their team. A career with ACSI means you'll be part of a hardworking, flexible, and dynamic team that is a leader in the installation of cable and internet services in the Chicagoland area. Best of all, ACSI was awarded Hacia's 2020 Contractor of the Year Award. Are you ready to grow with a local Chicago company on the rise? Check out acsi.tech and click on careers to get started. That's acsi.tech and click on careers. Welcome back to the True Chicago Sports Fans Podcast with E-Rock and Big Z. Yeah. It's that time again, brother. Uh-oh. Oh, you know what time it is. Oh, boy. It's time for Stirring the Pot. All right. So, summertime. Summer, 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 summertime. Yeah, we're bad at singing. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, keeping with the summer theme. Yep. Watermelon. Okay. Is that a yay or a nay? Are you a watermelon guy? Hmm. That's a good one. It's seeds or no seeds. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for watermelon, I'm going to go yay. I am going nay. Yeah. 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 That, no. It tastes just like wet cardboard. Car- okay. First of all, <laughs> why do you know that? <laughs> Second of all, you must not have remembered this trend from about 15 years ago where... Every white girl on the planet would take a watermelon, drill a hole in it, and stick a whole bottle of vodka in there. I've never done that. Oh, that, uh, again, I've never had I said it. white girl, yes. not Hispanic male. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah, dude, like, get, especially uh, the, the vodka soaked one. Yeah, get, yeah, I'm here. I'm here for it. Because <laughs> watermelon is nice because it's it's refreshing, If it's especially when it's a, a really hot day outside. Okay. Um, I mean, it's it's really good in, like, mixed drinks. You, you can... Put it in there with some ice, get make like some slushies and stuff like that. So, I mean, it's it's a very quintessential summertime treat. I just feel like the universe is back on track. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more of a cantaloupe, yeah, kinda, honeydew kind of guy. So like you, you do still like big juicy melons? Oh, of course, <laughs> of course. <laughs> the bigger, the better. You don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, before we go, and please keep this PG, before we go, <laughs> what you looking at? What are you watching that isn't sports? I have, I, this, I always get sucked into this. I get back into my <laughs> watching Sopranos and I did start binging. Uh, I'm already on season five. Whoa. Yeah, I, what it is, I put it on while I'm working on stuff, uh-huh. so it's in the background. Um, and then also, what before I go to sleep, I just put it on, and gotcha, then I wake gotcha. up just like you do. You wake yeah. up and it's like, oh my god, it, the whole season went by. So yeah, I don't really. You're not necessarily. I don't. You're I don't not know, technically I, watching it. Yeah. Some, of, some of the time, it's watching you. Exactly. Okay. What are you watching? What are you watching? So I actually went on quite a bit of a movie binge in oh the boy. last couple of days. Um, Army of the Dead, which you talked about last yeah, it was week. Good. I did get a chance to watch it this week. Um, I I enjoyed it. Um, there were a couple of scenes in there where they were a little cheesy. Where they yeah. were like, yes, daughter. Um, I am saddened by the things that happened between you and I. And I was Batista's like, trying to expand his range, man. Yeah, well, you, if you won't, if you don't have any range, you can't expand the range. That's <laughs> how it works. You have to have a range to expand. So, did you know that the the actress who is in the the pilot, the helicopter? Okay. She was completely CGI'd into the movie. She yes, was she was yes. never so, in yes. with anybody. So 
there was a big reason for that. Um, so her name is Tig Nataro. She's actually a very famous comedian, right? comedian uh, who famously actually went through cancer, yes. had a double mastectomy, and um, is just out there kicking ass. She's a uh, advocate for LGBTQ rights, um, mm-hmm. all that stuff. So, I mean, like, yeah. The thing that happened was the original actor, who is also a comedian, his name is Chris D'Elia, um, he ended up being a big, gigantic, pervs, uh, scumball... Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and that all happened, and he was trying to groom some underage girls. So they says nope, and then they brought her in, and yeah, there was no scenes. There was either CGI'd, and that's why there are certain parts where you only see her by herself, right? And so the scenes that she was with Batista, like it was. Right. I mean, they did an incredible job it, it, to be CGI. It was very good. Um, I think we we forget how realistic they can make some of that stuff now. So it's pretty impressive. Yeah. Uh, some of the deep fakes you see that people put on their Facebook too. It's real <laughs> interesting. Um, I also watched another movie called train to Busan. It's basically, I want to say it was a Korean movie um, about, it was a zombie movie. Very oh, good. Uh, right. I think it's on Hulu right now. Um, I had not seen it. Um, my wife was like, you're not going to watch, you're not going to want to watch this because of subtitles. I'm like, I watch everything with a caption on. And mm-hmm. I've been doing that since, like, Game of Thrones. Yeah. I didn't understand what the hell they were talking about. Well, it makes sense to do that for <laughs> Game of Thrones. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that was a very good uh, movie. If you haven't seen it yet, I definitely recommend that. And then also we watched this movie called The New Mutants, which is basically a the one of the... It's an iteration of the X-Men movies. Um, okay. I think it came out, like, last year, and it has... Uh, uh, a couple of is uh, it a movie or a series? No, it's a movie. It, it has a couple of familiar faces. Uh, what's her name from Game of Thrones? The, the one, Sophia, the, the little one with the oh the, Arya. Yeah, uh, she's in it. The needle. Um, yeah, yeah. There's there's a couple of uh, um, actors in it you would recognize, but I've also been watching Uh-oh. something that you told me about. Okay, is Doom Patrol. Yeah, I started. I'm about four or five episodes in the first. It's so good. It, it's it's <laughs> cheesy good. I don't even think it's cheesy. It's just not. It's not what I expected at all. No, 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 I no. I didn't know what I was stepping into. I thought it was going to be more of a Adult Swim like jokey kind of thing. And there's there's some serious stuff going on in this show. So yeah, I mean, I'm not a DC guy, but I, I definitely have been enjoying watching the show. I think D- DC does a lot better with their anime stuff and with their series. Yeah, stuff. I think one of the main uh, things that big Batman fans like yourself have right. said is that their animated stuff is way way better than a lot of the movies. I'm mm-hmm. not I'm not big into Batman. Even like the Dark Knight stuff, I think I've seen in a passing. I haven't paid that much attention to it because I'm just like, eh. And, and, and I, me being such a comedy fan, mm-hmm. I'm going to gravitate towards the Marvel the stuff, Marvel stuff yeah. anyway because I like they do a lot. They do amused rather than great depressed. job of writing stuff in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, man. Let's get out of here. All right, y'all. That's it for today. Thank you so much for listening. Do not forget Mm -hmm. our one-year anniversary event is going on Sunday, June 13th for 20 bucks, which includes a free drink ticket and proceeds benefit local charities. Yeah, so you're going to get a drink ticket. and We're not giving you a beer. We're not giving you a a light beer. Uh I I don't want to promote a beer that we're not... They're not sponsoring us. <laughs> You're going to get a specialty drink from the house, which means right. this is something that's on their menu that they specially make. And if you've ever been, I don't know if you've ever been there, but they have great bartenders yes. that, I mean, I had a, a, a what was it? The tequila, it was, it was a mezcal. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. The, um, what is that called? Uh, it was like on fire. Yeah. It was on fire. Yeah, it, it, was, it was smoky. It was very fancy. <sighs> so good. Very fancy. Uh, but yeah. And then the venue is very, uh, very us. It's very Wicker very, Park, very much so. very nineties. Uh, so we got the basement to ourselves. So COVID restrictions uh, are, are a little looser now, so it'll be a lot more fun. We can yeah. actually see each other's faces. Yeah, yeah. Just come out and kick it, especially like, hey, if you haven't, go get your vaccine. I'm, I'm just yes. gonna say it for, from my own, uh, you know, my own viewpoint. Get the vaccine. It's free medicine. Go take it. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, when else are you gonna get free free medicine? And then come out and see us. Come out and see us uh, June thirteenth. 1540 North Milwaukee in Wicker Park from 6 p.m. to 11 p.m. Uh, we got our sounds provided by DJ J Funk, DJ Flymax, DJ Technique. Um, all of our great sponsors and partners are involved with this one. Right. Uh, 606 Media, Grit Clothing Company, True Chicago Sports Fans, ACSI, Shine Native, Nor Caesar, B Pong Chicago, All Net Podcast, Plays Football, and Anchor. And the Chicago Knights. And of course, the Chicago Knights. Yeah. And and we also have a basket come from Stern Pinball. We got a lot of cool stuff, a lot of giveaways. So, um, you know, come out. 
check it out have fun with us celebrate and and just have a good time like i said proceeds do benefit local charities we have raffles going on so come Mm -hmm. out enjoy yourselves have a drink and party with us a big thank you again to our sponsors like i said 606 media true chicago sports fans acsi and grit clothing company don't forget to go to gritclothingco.com and get your official tcsf podcast t-shirt search for keyword true chicago and use our promo code truefan15 at checkout for 15 percent off of your entire order that's truefan15 go and get you a t-shirt right now And don't forget to check out our new friends at ACSI.tech and check out their career section to start an exciting career in the communications industry. That's ACSI.tech and click on careers. Shout out to Mike Logic and Ideal. New episodes of the AllNet podcast is available every other Monday. Check them out right now for the best analysis of the NBA playoffs. And don't forget to check out the Shine Native Radio podcast now available on all major platforms. Mike Logic, Ideal, Throw MC, and Words talk about sports, movies, and all types of ill spit. Go check them out right now. Shout out to Ronesh and shout out to Panic for the beats we played on today's show. Check out PanicOnTheBeat.com for all your moment merch and gear. Check us out on social media. You can find us at TrueShyFans on Twitter. That's at TrueShyFans on Twitter and on TikTok. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Spotify, and reach out to us on our email. We want to hear from you guys. Reach us at TrueChicagoSportsFans at gmail.com. All right, y'all, for Big Z, this is E-Rock. We'll see you next week for episode 48. Until then, be good to each other. For the love of sports. Yeah. For the love of God! Go cook the meat. (laughs) We have the meat. A few moments later. You have a lot of incest. That's real. Shut your mouth. Lover boy. Nature versus nurture, Lodge. Nature always wins. I think he's on steroids. Hasta luego, amigos! That's all! Oh, I shouldn't have had those artichokes. I'll eat that poppers.